Good Wednesday morning, and today we are talking with John Patrick about what it's like to find a doctor. If you listen to a previous talk where a woman wrote in and was asking about vitamins and how John believes that you shouldn't be taking vitamins, that kind of led me to think, well, what does it look like to find a doctor that you can trust? And John's going to talk about that today. It's extremely difficult. Um, doctors have their own doctors, so to speak, and they're often people who other people say he's a bit brusque or he, I, I didn't like him very much. But w what we're concerned with is competence. And unfortunately, if you're very competent, uh, a lot of people are on your case, you can you can end up being a bit rude. Or in some cases, just uh, you're very good at what you do and you forget about people. Uh, I know, for instance, there's a very good ophthalmological surgeon in uh, Toronto and uh, uh, a guy I met, uh, we were talking, he said, uh, he's an academic, he said, uh, I was having real visual problems and I went to uh, uh, through the process and I was in the end sent to this guy. They said, he's the best in Toronto for what you need. Not many people can do it. And he said, he never spoke to me. <laughs> Uh, he he only did the surgery uh, because he didn't have to talk to patients. They sent him. Uh, he looked and said, "Yeah, that's that's it. I can do it." And he said he was already must when I walked in, and he said, uh, "It'll take me about whatever time was. Um, I'll just sit back." He didn't say anything to me about how I was feeling. He wasn't interested. Uh, he said, I couldn't believe that he didn't even bother to tell me his name or introduce himself. He just said, get, get in the chair and I'll do it. And he did. And he said, but I, I knew he was the best. So we are losing across the board because we're losing this uh, placement of competence at the top of the list. Uh, everywhere we're having affirmative actions of various... Do you want an affirmative action surgeon or do you want somebody who's competent? You want the best that can be provided. Now, we're letting all sorts of people into medicine because we're having a woke society where competence is no longer the primary concern. Of course, the people at the top end of the spectrum will go through their connections, their networks to find the best. And they'll shamelessly find the best. They won't go to the nearest woke person. So what's at stake here is competence. And... Levels of competence are dropping uh, because we're accepting a lower level of student than we used to. And of course, it's also getting difficult because the, the nature of medicine has changed dramatically in the last 50 years, but the doctors haven't changed enough. And we've got to sort that out and it's not going to come easily. That's why I want to uh, see medicine divided up on the basis of what your moral commitments are, because at, at heart, medicine is a moral activity. Uh, but it must be competent first. And then you want to know what the moral commitments of the, uh, of the doctor are. Um, because if he is a, a Darwinian, why would you trust him? The limiting factor, not just in medicine, but in all professions in life as a whole in the next 50 years is not going to, it's going to be whom can you trust? Can you find competence and whom can you trust? The person who's written about this most uh, distinctively for me is Robert Fogel, who's now dead, Nobel Prize winner from 
Chicago, who I had the pleasure of spending an hour with some years ago um, about his book, The Fourth Great Awakening. And here's a, a, a secular Jew born and brought up in New York in the world's most famous department of economics predicting in in 2000 that there would be a meltdown in the economy in America and it would be due to graduates from that school, the best in the world. On both sides, the government side and the banking side, and what was wrong was their ethics. It was an ethical failure. They knew what they were doing and they didn't do it. They, they, they were purposely incompetent and they, they've got away with it. But the people whose lives were ruined, that, that was entirely different. Um, that's the sad truth. So you're looking first of all for competence. That means you have to ask about that and you can find things online to check out and then you want to know what they believe. And if they don't want to tell you, you don't want them as their doctor. They say, it's not important to my practice of medicine then. They're certainly not going to be the best in the world for you when you, it comes to things like uh, death and dying and suffering. So, uh, because they go to your church doesn't make them a good doctor, sadly. Um, I've known many Christian doctors who I wish, I wished at the time they would be quiet about their Christianity because their medicine wasn't good enough. My driving is so bad that I would never have a Christian bumper sticker. It, it would not do anybody any good. So that's a difficult world. Uh, if you want it done amusingly and you've never come across these two, John Bird and John Fortune are two British comedians and some years ago they did a, an amazing, uh, the time of the meltdown, uh, they did a, an amazing uh, sketch um, called uh, Oh, it's all about the the subprime fiasco. So you put those two names and subprime fiasco into uh, uh, YouTube and you'll get this skit. And it is in nine minutes or so, they describe what actually happened as an ethical failure without saying that. It, it's hilariously funny, but it's making this point. So your difficulty is you've got two things you need to know, competence, and uh, character. The, in the early Hippocratic physicians, uh, competence hardly showed because we didn't have anything that we could do. So the things that the early Hippocratic physicians wanted, they wanted somebody who feared God, feared judgment after death. They understood that medicine was a moral activity. And for medicine, the key commitment was not to kill. Because in those days too, what we're doing now is, again, was done. When patients die, money changes hands and unscrupulous doctors take some of that money. Uh, that's going to happen now that we're legalizing these things. You saw some of the worst films on abortion. The worst doctors in, uh, in the class often ended up doing abortions because quick, easy money. So we're in trouble because we don't know how to assess character. You can usually do some work to find out whether your doctor's competent if you have a serious disease. Let me push in on that a little bit more. Say you had moved to a new city and you had no connections. Where would you start in trying to find a doctor? 
Well, um, you can start with well-connected people who are Christians and ask them uh, who their doctors are and what their experience has been. It's the usual thing. When you don't have technical competence, you have to get uh, opinions of people who've been with them for a while or whatever. But it can be very difficult. And so your doctor, his basic, the basic function of uh, the first-line doctors is to make sure you go down the right channel, that they have their network. Nobody can be competent everywhere. So uh, you look at their referral practice, ask them who they refer to when they need help in various areas, and how did they make that decision. Thank you guys so much for watching. We hope you enjoyed this. If you are enjoying it, feel free to leave a review or subscribe on YouTube. If you have a question for Dr. John, you can check the links down below or you can go to www.johnpatrick.ca forward slash ask. We'll see you guys next week.